funding for minority founders, the gender pay gap, internal mobility, AI, and FOBO, the fear of being obsolete. What's going on, people? Ryan Leary here from Work Defined, and you are listening to The Barf, a look back on the week that was so you can be prepared for the week that is. We cover this and more right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Barf. It is Sunday the 3rd. I got my dates right? I think so. I'm Ryan Leary. He is William Tincup, and it's another episode of The Barf where we talk about breaking news, acquisitions, research, and funding. Mr. William, how are you today? I'm doing well. I am doing well. Thank you, brother. Daylight savings time? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. brighter. Always confuses later. me. Always, it's like time zones. It's just, it's a, <laughs> it's an Achilles heel for me. It's, yeah. No, good. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been a pretty good week, I think. Yeah, in, we got, in, some, we got some cool stories to pitch yeah. to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you kick, kick us off? What do you got first? All right. So uh, something that came across uh, for me is McDonald's employee had to pump breast milk in stock room. Corner, the lawsuit alleges. So I got that from the Ohio Employer Law blog. And so basically, there's the Pump Act, and it was revised in January 23 that you have to provide a place other than a bathroom that's shielded from view and free of intrusions so that women can, uh, you know, they can so they can pump or breastfeed or whatever if the, if the baby's there. So to me, it's basic. And uh, I think everyone should, you know, go to the Department of Labor website and search for the Pump Act. And it's got a longer title, but that's basically what they call it is the Pump Act. And uh, it's basic, but it's like, okay, they've they've had plenty of time. Even if it was revised in January 23, they've had plenty of time yeah. to then create a safe space for, for women to do this. Like, this is just like breathable air. Like, it's just basic. They they've done enough with their restaurants where they where they've renovated at least by us they've renovated yeah. them they've got the robot yeah. ordering kiosks and all that stuff. This seems which, basic, basic. It seems right? pretty basic, yeah. Which by the way, I, I don't go to McDonald's often. We when we bring the kids there and you go in, you can no longer talk to a human at least by us. Oh, I don't yeah. know how it is by you. Oh, You've yeah. got to either order on your app or order on a machine. You cannot talk to a human, and and they look at you. When you walk in, and that's all they do. They look yeah. at you, and they keep yeah. walking by. Nobody like, helps you. Am I going to get to talk to uh, – can I uh, – yeah. is it something I said? <laughs> you, think, you think they'd be building a, a, a room. Yeah. Well, no. They're just no. ignoring you. <laughs> being racially profiled? <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> I, I have money. I have yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. It's green. Clearly, it's, I'm overweight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, please, sir. <laughs> They're please, trying sir. to help us by not feeding us. That's uh, fair enough. You know, sir, you know we have salads, right? Oh, thank you. Great. Oh man. Uh, what do you What do you got? I've got one here. Uh, I'm going back down to the land down under. I did this, I think, last week. I, I pulled an Australian story yeah. out. I forget what it was. Crikey. Um, what was it? Crikey. You remember the guy? The, oh. The, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're catching me off. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Australian gender pay gap report uh, mm. came out 
a couple weeks back, I think. But it, it 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 was it was released by their by the government, right? So the government released for the first time data on companies or with firms that have more than one hundred employees. Uh, the pay gaps that exist between men and women at Ooh. varying levels, and so their their thought here was obviously call them out, right? Not in a malicious way, but call, but call them out. And expose the fact that this is a real problem um, in Australia. And so I'm gonna right. let me just pull these these numbers up because I'm gonna misquote it here. <clears throat> so the this is this is a, a legis this this was legislation that was passed back in 2023, where each year they're going to release any firm right. with more than 100. They're gonna release this report. Uh, so the median renew the where am I at here? The median. I lost it. Give me a sec. Eric, the the gap was 19% in favor of men. The base pay gap, 14.5%. And the average total average total of pay right. was 21.7. Favored to men, of course. Right. Yeah. Banking was the biggest offender. Shocking. The Commonwealth Bank of Australia. With 50,000 plus employees, the pay gap, take a guess. What number we have? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 30%. You're wrong. Where are we at? 29.9. 29.9. Did you read the article? That's yeah, not fair. I, no, I thought for a I second, didn't. like, am I going to no. like, did you read? The, no. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty high. That's extremely high. I don't know I what mean, the number is here in the States, but I felt that was really high. They've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, the 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 thing is for me again. We all know the 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 gender uh, equity pay gap uh, exists. Yep. Like this, we can't ex we can't act like it does. It's not there. It's there. It's real, and uh, it shouldn't be there. So, like, I I even well while I like that they're you know reporting on it and doing it in a public way, etc. I like all of that. Um, I think why did why don't why do we start at a hundred? I mean, if you have two employees, you know, like again, yeah. I think at one point you've got to reconcile those things, and it should be at the founder level, at the base, at, at when you build a company, equity should be at the core of what you do, right? And and that's just that should be part of your not just your 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 value system, but it's just that's what good businesses do. You make equitable decisions. Yeah. And I, uh, so I, I, I mean, I, first I, of all, I like I'm glad that they're doing it. Yeah, it's nice that they're doing it. I, I did look. There's a whole bunch of content and articles around what they should be doing from the pundits out there, but there's nothing right. there there there's nothing that says what these companies are actually right. doing. No, you um, have to you have to make it a zero tolerance policy. The board, yeah. I mean, if we're being really honest with each other, the yeah. board has to say, okay, no mas, and and that's it. That's just like we're going to reconcile and bring everyone up to a certain right. place, which means that, that you know you're going to spend a lot of money to get to people for to pay for past atrocities. Right. Get everyone at the same level, and then when you hire in, you hire in, which means that. You have to have a really, really, really good compensation team and great compensation software, ironically. So, and it's an investment. 
it's an investment in the future. I think the companies that do that, they do it in a very public way. Yeah. They're transparent about it. And they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. With quarter over quarter, here's what we're going to do. We're going to move from 20% to 15%. 15%, right. 10, 5, 0. And by any year, we'll have invested $200 million or whatever the bid is. And in we'll fixing. get there. And oh, by the way, on the recruiting screening side, we'll fix that by no more. Immediately. You, you, immediately. Right. So yeah. now, does that does that? I know we've had these discussions before, but does bringing in new talent and immediately bringing them up to the same pay scale does that create an inequity with the current women that are in the organization? Well, again, it's 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 uh, it's it's your skills, and now you, now you get into kind of your competency model and your skills model and your experience yeah. model, et cetera. Like everything then when you talk to the comp people, there's a there's a there's a grid. How long do you have these skills and how long have you been doing it? And then they've got right. kind of a range. What we're trying to get is people that are equal. So a man and a woman both have been doing, let's say, Java programming uh for ten years. They both graduated from so and so schools. So they look on paper and they are very much equals. They should be getting the, getting the exact same pay. Absolutely. So if somebody comes in with eight years of experience, yeah, they should make a little bit less. But because but but then it's justifiable because they're not the same. Right. Right. Okay. So it, but the, the the thing is is having a zero tolerance policy around equal. Agreed. Uh, start there, and then you just build a. So when you bring in new talent, even if they want more, you can make that decision. If they want more, then you move mm -hmm. everyone else up. So if you want to hire that talent, like say you're going to go hire an AI developer, you've got three AI developers that you bought, you know, five years ago, right. and they're making let's say 200k. This 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 gal comes in and she wants, I, I, I'm not going to take anything less than 250. Okay, then that's 150 thousand dollars that you need to bring the other people up. You need to figure it out. Yeah, you just bring the, you just it, again same. So these you have to be apples to apples comparisons. All right. All right, I want you to feel sorry. This is a related story for the uh, Blackstone CEO, Schwartzman. Uh, he received 896.7 million in pay and dividends in 2023. So, huh. so right under a billion, right? Okay. And that was a 29% decline from his record take in 2022. <laughs> Well, so then. <laughs> he made 1.2-ish. Let's just round it up for those uh, that are non-math majors. He made 1.2 in pay. Now, again, that's pay and dividends and all that kind of stuff, right? And this is on Reuters, so if you want to dig into the story, you can. So, like, as we're talking, there's a lot of chatter around equal pay. You can throw a rock and find a, an article on equal pay. Not as much chatter needs to be around executive compensation. And so this is one of these deals. How do we pay for it? Okay, we reconcile executive comp to then make sure everyone else. It kind of it sounds a little socialist. It's not. It's just saying, did that person really add a billion dollars worth of value in that year? Really? I mean, that's questionable if, if they did. If they did, fantastic. All right, cool, whatever. But the way to pay for equity uh, the gaps in equity is to look at executive, in my opinion, is to look at executive comp. 
So yeah, feel sorry for uh, for him because he made yeah. less money in twenty three. Yeah, well, it's a it's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, that's <laughs> I guess right. Well, <laughs> all right. I've got one here. This is nothing of super importance to you or anybody else that's listening, except. Mary's mother, or Mary's husband, or Mary, Mary herself, Mary E. Sweeney, she moved to Trident uh, Health as as um, VP of HR, I think it is. Right. Um, the only reason I bring it up is because she was with a local university that it's only 23 minutes away, and it's a big deal out here. She's making a move and moving over and going back into healthcare. That's it. That's very cool. Nothing, nothing crazy about that story. So from, I, so from, uh, from uh, academia, and back into the private healthcare sector? to academia, back to healthcare. Wow, actually, yeah. that's a, that's actually, I'd like to dig into that at some point because that's actually interesting. Most people, yeah. once they're, once they leave academia, they're gone, and you know, like, why mm-hmm. go back? Oh, maybe uh, we'll get her on the show. Yeah, that'd be interesting to find dig into why she was made that. Twenty three minutes away, we should be able to figure this out. Hundred percent. All right. So here's one I got for you. Um, San Quinn Kriegman, a faculty member at Northwestern's McCormick School of Engineering, he's built AI that can build a robot in 26 seconds. So it can iterate, and he can. He's got AI that can build a robot in 26 seconds. And so. Tell me more. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when I read that, so first on, uh, that's on ZDNet.com, so you can look at the story there, type in his name, or, or just 26 seconds, you can probably find it. Um, what what he got me to think about is we're not prepared for how fast AI will iterate. And, you know, just mm-hmm. the fact that he and his team, I'm sure, has built AI to where it can build a robot that fast and iterate that fast. Um, like it used to take in the design phase, it would take months and then the prototyping and all of that shit, it would take, you You know, to, you know, to build a robot, mm-hmm. it was, you would think in years and months. So define this, robot here. What are, what, what are we, is, are we talking it, about the, the, uh, I forget the name of the company. My memory is shot. Yeah. It's it. not, it's not humanoid stuff. No, these are micro robots. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, is. It's it's making you think about okay that's 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 a professor in academia and he's he's basically got the the time down to twenty six seconds okay cool now for us the AI will initially that iteration the speed of iteration like when we talk about Moore's mm-hmm. law from back in the eighties uh, and nineties um, about how the computing power and how it kind of manifests. This this is uh, Moore's law on steroids, because what we see in AI and how fast it'll iterate is daunting at first. But but once we kind of consume that this is going to happen faster than we ever thought of, then mm-hmm. we should become okay with it. Like okay, it's twenty six seconds, but that when next time he's going to put out a report, it's going to be twenty seconds. And the next time it puts out another report, right, 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 it's going to be 15 seconds. So instantaneous is probably, or that, or it just intuitively builds robots. It, it, there's no time. You yep. just think something and it builds robots for you and builds AI for you. So it's just, I'm, I brought this story to our attention to just basically think, 
Okay. All right. So if we if we weren't already thinking about this, let's we should probably think about this right. and and think about okay. So it's going to happen fast. It's going to happen a lot faster than we're comfortable with. A lot of ambiguity. A lot of uh, the the ground moving below our feet. And uh, good good topic to think about. Love it. All right, you ready for some research? Yeah, bring it. I've got some fresh off the presses from LinkedIn. Uh, all right, <clears throat> internal mobility. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, uh, but they 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 had some some uh, content out and reporting out on uh, internal mobility is booming. Is kind of how they labeled it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I want to get your take on this because I know you've you've studied this space a lot and you have a lot of a lot of thoughts here. The so the the transitions seem to be limited to mid level employees and above. So lower level employees have been left out. Um, the higher level staff is more than twice as likely to make an internal move within the organization. And so that's is a long report, but that's kind of what I what I picked out when I I, I when I went through it. A couple of thoughts here, and I want I want to get your take on this. I I feel I feel like this is bad, right? I feel like this yeah. is best ties into another story that I that I read uh, after this that I want to bring in, which will you know I'll get to it at some point today. Um, but I feel like this is bad. I feel like this is widening that that equity gap within yeah. the organizations, and certainly not building an inclusive culture. We talked about an inclusive culture. Last week, we can we can dig deeper on that here if, if we want, um, but it's definitely not equitable. And I know you've got a lot of solid thoughts there, so have at it. Yeah, I think the the thing is is nobody does internal internal mobility well, so it's it's one of those things. It's it's it, it's probably something that is more or less a holy grail of HR, mm-hmm. in in the sense of. You hire somebody, and at the entry entry level, and you continue to move them based on success, of course, and performance, and cultural alignment, and all the other things that you'd like to think of. All those holes that open up. So if if we if we say that mid managers are moving laterally or they're moving, then there's a hole. Now, right. what what could be happening? Uh, based on the economy and based on what people think about the economy is those holes don't open. So they're moving right. and doing a new gig within the company, but there isn't a place for the entry-level folks to move into. Well, let's put that aside, but let's say there is a hole. What what should be happening is the internal recruiting should be looking first at the people they already have on staff, bringing them, pulling them forward, Give them the training, yeah. et cetera, to them. And that way, you're just vertically integrated. You just bring people in the front door, and they just kind of move and march all around the organization. And But again, no one's doing it well. So when people listen to this, yeah, uh, it, it's not like you can point to a company and go, yep, we need to do it like they do it <clears throat> and better. No one does it well. But I, I, think, I think more kind of information on those moves that are made internally could could be to new places. Well, they're two new places, but they might not be creating openings. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting take. And I, at face value, someone moves, there should be an opening. That should doesn't be. Al- that doesn't always happen. It should. It, it doesn't always happen. 
why why don't we take a page out of the minor leagues right out of the farming system like this is what they do each and every day right? right like they're they're shuffling players around but when you get into a corporate structure you're there. Yeah. Like you're in your role. You're like you're you're told it's it's told to you or it's right. taught to you. It's you're going to be than, there for two years before well, you can move up. Well, it's yeah, it's worse than that because people once they have a person in that spot, they don't want to they don't want them to move. It's actually if, a tell if they're a top managers. performer, they don't want to move. Yeah. Right. No. No. Yeah. If the if the if you're a man a bad manager, right, you don't want to have to replace that talent. Right. So right. you stymie their growth. Yes. And and again, that's a tell for a bad manager. A good manager, if not a great manager, is figuring out how to get that person promoted to double A, triple A, and into the majors. Right. Right. And and so yeah, I I I full heartedly agree with you uh, in terms of how we should view talent is bring them in raw. Yeah. And then, you know, get them out of high school, get them out of whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, get them out of college, take them out of the draft and get them in raw, send yeah. them straight to single A ball, let them play their way through it and, you know, get the coaching and stuff and just kind of, kind of work their way through it. Same with employees. Like just yeah. bring them in. Let's get them. Let's get them in the front bring door, them bring them in and let them bounce off the walls a little bit. Some of them are going to take a little bit harder, longer path to get to yeah. the place. There's some people that are a, in the minor leagues their entire career. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. There's, there's a unless dude. you're the unless you're the minor leaguer that's in there for 15 no, years. And... Dude, seriously, think about it. That's that's a successful career. You got Absolutely to play baseball is. for 15 yeah. years of your life. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and get paid to play a game. Yeah. Dude, hundred percent winning. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So I've got a story that and I'll bring it up later, um, but it, it it ties into this just because of the way we're talking about it. But this also ties into, and it's, I don't, we haven't released it yet. A conversation. Well, so if you're hearing this later on in life, we've already released the conversation. But if you're hearing it <laughs> tomorrow, we have not released <laughs> the conversation about workplace place happiness. We yeah. just had this conversation yesterday and about bad managers and how to make managers better. And I think right. this this is why the story caught my attention. We'll link it down in the notes when it's when it's published so that you can all go back and and see it um and watch it. So well, we I, did I think it it's a good conversation. With, uh, the uh, CEO founder of Best Practices Institute. Well, you're right, we have yeah. workology. Uh their product. We also talked a lot about happiness with Whisk, the yeah. founders of Whisk. So talk about talk about it in a lot of different ways. All right, let me throw one past you. Atlanta, Boston, Bay Area, lead way in dramatic funding decline to black startup founders. Okay. That's via Crunchbase. And it's a two-part series. Uh, please go read it because it will absolutely break your heart. Uh, because they're looking at all the, all the regression of where we were, how we were making great – not great – where we were making strides. And in this particular series, they tackle African-American uh, founders, co-founders. Um, but you could probably apply a lot of the same logic to women founders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks, you know, to me, when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, reading it, this is obviously heartbreaking. Funding's hard right now. Like, I get it. Yeah. Funding, it's just super, super hard. Um, but the hope is that we don't regress into a state where we're only funding white male founders, which is where we've been historically. 
uh, throughout Silicon Valley. That's just kind of been the bit. You know, you're a white, you're 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 a white male. You're you're obviously going right. to run a successful company. Uh, so it's heartbreaking, but it's better for us to talk about it. It's better for this series, the two part series, is uh, again something to read and consume, and then have an understanding so that we can be better. I've got an acquisition to talk about. Oh, do tell. I will tell. So, um, all right. So every year we talk about consolidation. The right. market's going to consolidate. I think we're actually, if you've seen it before, but we're, we're seeing this here now. It's, it's happening. And there's been a couple of acquisitions. I know you have some you want to talk about. <clears throat> the one that I, the one that caught my eye was deal. Right. Uh, so deal acquired Zavi. Um, they're in, and I so I, I, I think where, why this is is kind of catching my my attention here, which is the same I think for most people. There's a lot of large players in the industry. They're snapping up smaller, more mm-hmm. flexible, agile startups uh, uh, that can innovate quickly. And I want to stress innovate quickly because obviously the larger you get, you can't do a lot of things quickly. Some companies can, not a lot of companies do, um, but startups do, and they have that culture. And so when you when you come across a company like Zavi or some of the others mm-hmm. that are out there that are really making some dents in in the market, they're not going to last long on their own, right? They're they're going to get eaten up. And in this case, they did. Deal picked them up. But so for those that don't know, Deal is. Um, an uh, HR business, $12 billion. Zavi's uh, Munich-based. Uh, it's a people development uh, firm. And so essentially they work on tools that help to customize career progression. Right. Um, so I think it's – I think there – this is important, I think, to, to understand. I'm curious what they do, and I think this is important because as we move forward in 24 – I don't think hiring is right at the moment. I think with the with the pandemic things right. happened, we boomed up, we made a whole lot of hires. We're kind of in that right sizing space right now. This deal with Zavi allows deal, no pun intended there, but Zavi allows this 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 deal with Zavi allows them to now focus with their clients on career progression internally tied right. to what right. we were just talking about, right. the entry-level, the lower-level employees of the company that are solid performers that need to step up in the company that don't have the opportunity, this now allows them to do that or at least work toward that that process. So I like the take on the uh, buy, buying agile players, um, but what they also got in Zavi is it's AI-based. So right. um, I think we're going to see a lot of those types of plays, uh, those acquisitions. Is people that yeah. started like we used to talk about mobile first. Uh, yeah, remember, in, remember in that how something was mobile first. <laughs> yeah. um, the the plays that come to life now that are AI first. They don't they don't start with traditional software model. Right. They start with an AI yeah. based model. Then I think those folks are going to get gobbled up. Uh, yeah. pretty hard. What? So this was on TechCrunch. So for those that want to read a little bit more about the deal, deal is it's just go to TechCrunch.com, type in deal, yep. and you'll find all their funding news. But what it really got me to to think about, outside of the obvious, is the title, deal, comma the twelve billion dollar <laughs> HR startup That's, acquires yeah. Zavi to step up consolidation play. Now, of yeah. course. 
I, I play a lot around in the startup space, and uh, and so do you. So Deal's been around for five years. It has 25,000 customers. Yeah. It's valued at $12 billion. At what, what point do we stop calling them a startup? They're not a startup. Yeah, <laughs> when I when I saw that, I, they're just turning five years old. They like literally, they're like and no hate, five. no no hate. I mean, that, that's the only word that uh, yeah. that's the only word I would change in the yeah. title. Yeah, it's just it's a. I'd deal, be comfortable debating. Yeah, I would be comfortable debating that we're more of a startup than yeah, they are. Well, well, they they're, <laughs> one of their rounds of funding was like six hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Come on, seriously, <laughs> you're, not you're not a startup anymore. Not with twenty five thousand people. No, no, no. And they're doing great work. So first of all, great yeah. company doing great yeah. work. Um, well, let's get on. We got a bunch of acquisitions, so let's get on to our next one. Uh, Workday acquires Hired Score, um, yeah. and uh, will. <laughs> The acquisition will combine industry-leading responsible AI solutions to elevate the talent acquisition experience to companies around the world. All right. So we know Hired Score really well. Yeah. And what I like about this play, this is on PR Newswire, so you can go look it up for yourself and kind of read the uh, their take on it as well. But it's, it's, it's Workday's recognition that in their recruiting product, they need to have more <laughs> AI and and to make the experience better and you know what i i like that first of all i like the recognition from workday to then say okay you know what we need they're doing a great job in this athena is a wonderful leader she knows a lot about ai this is actually a really really good ad i i like i like i think it's i mean yeah it's a great team over there it's a great team i think it's a great ad i think we're first of all for both parties and ultimately, yeah. Workday, so let's say they're sitting on 5,000 HCM clients, and they have the it's Workday recruiting perfect, tool, perfect. tool. It's perfect. It yeah. makes everybody's life better. So yeah, good I, I for think, them. I, I, I think a couple of things I, that I took from this that I thought was congratulations, first off, to yeah. Hired Score, right? 100%. Love their logo. Love everything about them, right? They're Got a the great socks. group. Of, what's that? I got socks. Oh, yeah, I don't have socks. Nobody, nobody ever gives me socks. But you take socks. I you, do take socks. So side note here this is where we <laughs> we get taken off track. Dude, no, no, no. It's for my son. Van Ollis is uh-huh. a sock yeah. connoisseur. Yeah. When I go to a conference, so if you ex- stand up right now, you don't have the higher score socks. Oh no, no, I'm wearing okay. just white. Yeah, okay. no, I'm wearing just white socks. <laughs> he, no, you have been known. Socks. You have been known. And, I have, and I have. you have been known to. Drag me with you. I uh, yes. To yes. walk up and down every aisle of every I, I, event. It's for my socks. Son. It's for my. These are the things you do for children. <laughs> is uh, my son is, yeah, is yeah. Van Ollis. Well, my kids are watching. I'm sorry. Yeah. I haven't gotten you many. Pa- I've gotten some pairs of socks. Well, but when we were at Sherm last year, and uh, that was in June. Yeah. I was going yeah. to a National Jamboree in July. I was there looking for. Spe- I was shopping. You went. I was for looking there for very specific. I was looking for compasses <laughs> and Purell. It was very specific. You had to get your merit badge. Holy crap! So but anyway, sucks. Gotta have so, so the first one, of the, a couple of things came to mind. One is awesome for hired school score. Love what they're doing. I love the product. That last time I saw what they're doing, uh, not too long ago in the fall, loved it. Yeah. But workday. I thought to myself exactly what you said. Okay, they realized that their recruiting product was getting yeah 
bad or subpar, very bad reviews. They just, they just wanted to make it better. And they wanted to make it better. And I think that is very hard for an industry giant to do. Easy for them to write a check. Right. Hard for them to, to make a decision like that, to clearly make a statement and say, okay, we need to be better. Right. And, and kudos to them for doing that. I think that 100%. was a, a good move. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go on to the next one. What do you got? All right, so uh, first advantage. Mm. Another funding, uh, another funding, another acquisition. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first advantage, man. What what a what a what a big one, right? It's huge. Uh, yeah. This is a uh, sterling. Uh, different from the two that we just previously discussed, where they're kind of doing additive, they're yeah. in AI uh, yep. infusion, right? Yep. This and, and this is. This is take out your competitor. Yeah, uh, this was well that that and and it's it's also it, it's the the last couple of years they've declined both of them, both of them have declined in revenues. Uh, the immediate hit obviously is they they which they reported there'll be a fifty million dollar dollar cut off the top through right. consolidation. Fantastic, uh, but Sterling is a I mean Sterling kills it. Their clients yeah. absolutely adore them. I don't know. I don't know about first advantage. I know they're the big one. Um, actually, not too much bigger than, than Sterling was. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think this is this is what we're seeing here. They're taking a competitor off the shelf. Yeah. They're erasing the losses, and they're opening up each each side is is opening up their client base, of course, uh, right. because they they play in the same space, but they also play in slightly different spaces. Right. And so I think right. that's uh, that's, that's a good you. deal. So it's two billion, two billion, two point two two billion in cash. Was that Chuck Woolrich? Be back in, in stocks. Be back in two and two. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> two. That's the cash in stocks. So my analysis of it is, uh, Wall Street will love it, clients mm -hmm. will hate it. Culturally, we've worked with both. I I don't I don't think you could find two more opposite. Uh, firms and in, in the in that in the yeah. in that space, mm -hmm. and uh, I think they're dangerously close to monopoly status. That threshold, they are. So they are. I'm I'm kind of looking at the SEC to look mm -hmm. at this. I mean, you know, I I don't know how close they are to that threshold, but it just seems to me based on yeah. both their customers. Well, I, I I was reading and listening to I was listening to a to a podcast that was talking about this and it was a one of the writers over at the uh at the fool. And so I went and I read their article on it. Right. And they had a couple of different articles on it, which was interesting. I guess it, uh, an acquisition this size brings a lot of the, you know, the 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 analysis oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they they were they were very clear. This isn't a buy for them. This isn't a buy for them if you're if you're buying wow. stock. If you're buying really? stock, right? Yeah, they wanted so to settle. They wanted this is, to, this is to one, settle. Yeah, this is one. It's 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 up twenty five percent or some something like that now. Whatever it was, but wait until it gets to that point, right. because it is. No, I'm not. A, I have no background in giving to give information. This is just what I read. But what they're saying is there's potentially going to be issues here. Yeah, and for them it was a hold, which interesting. was interesting. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting. Okay, all right. Um, last last acquisition that I have is Business Solver announces acquisition of Capstone Group for tech and services consolidation. So this one makes perfect sense. All of them actually uh, make perfect sense. Both of them, both firms, Capstone and Business Solver, serve the exact same customer. So the same market. 
same buyer. Uh, they sell different things to that buyer, so there's not as much product overlap. Um, and I think in the first year, it'll be like Ultimate Software, Software, and Kronos, where they just sell to each other's customers. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Capstone Group will bring, bring Business Solver into their customer base and vice versa. And then they'll start building stuff together. I think it's just, I think the folks that follow the benefits, you know, tech space. Yeah. I think, you know, they, they, they they would say the same thing. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know what I, this is, this is my confession story here. I've always made fun. Yeah. I've always made fun of or jokes about like, oh. We don't cover the boring stuff. We don't do benefits in HR. And, all. and I got to tell you, you know, the last year or so that I have two years or so that I've been like, okay, let's look at benefits. Let's look it's, at all of this stuff, right? Since the compliance, it's a really interesting space. And I it can is. see why people waste their time here, right? It's a little different than recruiting. Well, you shouldn't say waste. <laughs> Wait, yeah. waste. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> sorry don't bury um, the lead don't bury the lead don't, uh, yeah but it's it's a real this space has a lot of innovation and i think we're seeing yep. that now with a lot of these with the learning companies especially with the with the with ai being baked into into the, the learning and the coaching programs all, and all these things all, we used to make fun of all yeah. of those things that you would think are just kind of the plumbing you know yeah. like the uh the, the infrastructural stuff to a house um, so we look, kind of look past them because we're looking at the sexy stuff, like yeah. the paint Turns on the outside out of the color. Well, and AI has <laughs> given them a brand new life. They have, yeah. The the coaching platforms, the learning platforms, mm-hmm. um, yep. all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So I've got one here. Okay. This is – I'll ask you a question. Okay. I'll give you like 15 seconds. Okay. And I'm going to cut you off, off to answer sure. it. Mm-hmm. How do you thrive in the skills economy? I don't. All right. Well, that – now I got to wait 13 seconds. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Are you saying you have no skills? No. I think skills are, for me and what I do and at, at the place I'm mm-hmm. in my life, I think skills are things that you do in seconds. And minutes, mm-hmm. and so it's like throwing yourselves like this. This show is a great example of skills of finding fun stories that we like, yeah, and then having conversations about what we like about the story mm-hmm. or what we want the audience to kind of get out of the story. I can't say that I had that skill prior to us doing it. I might have, right. I might have been able. Uh, I mean, my nickname in high school was Mister Bullshit. So, like, okay, fair enough. I I could probably bullshit my way through it. Fair, all right, is what it is. However, you know, finding things that are yeah. really interesting and then doing going back and forth and pitching yeah. a story. I think again, skills are not these boxes that no. you build. I think it's these no. micro things that you just develop, and they yeah. they also expire. And yeah. so, as you're building new things, you're also things that they erode and well, decay. I like you- I, I let you talk more than 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to cut you off. So, all right. So this story, <laughs> so this story is about degrees versus no degree. Okay. Right, right. So companies dropping the need to have a degree. Right. For the job. Right. Okay. So 
this has been happening for the last couple of years. Well, yeah. for a long time, but the last couple of years, it's really kind of gotten big. And some companies have gotten out there and they've, you know, King, you know, King Kong beat at their chest and beat their chest and said, beat at their chest. It's beat their chest. Sorry about that. No, no, Bad English. Sorry for, no, no. for the editors out there. Um, it, it, only if Grammarly was <laughs> audio, I'd be perfect. Oh, dude, I'm already working perfect. on it. Don't worry. Don't be worry. Perfect. So – so, okay, so out of the hundreds of companies and probably thousands that have said, you don't need a degree anymore. We're right. opening our jobs, right? right? Listen to this. Approximately 65 – I'm going to read this. Approximately 65% of the companies that have stated they're dropping their degree requirements have hired at least the same number of college graduates or more, most of them more, into the positions that they've actually removed the requirement for the degree from. Right. Kind of makes sense to me. I could see, right? They they said it. They did nothing to actually implement it, right? Right. right. And to manage that process. But but what I what I found important about this and I, I think this is I think this gets fixed quickly moving forward. Quickly meaning over the next, you know, set of years. I th- I I think this gets fixed. Um with where, the where did you get the where did you get the report? This was from hmm, – I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Well, see. there's – okay, so there's two there, there's of a, them. There's a, there's a couple that there's were out there. Okay, so Hiring Lab, indeed. Hiring Lab uh, put one out just this week, and it's, again, to your point, it's educational requirements are gradually disappearing from job posting. Fewer than one in five, 17.8% yeah. U.S. job posting uh, on Indeed require a four-year degree. Which my analysis of that is real simple. Yeah. Why are degree requirements on any job posting? Right. This was uh, it was from HBR and Burning Glass. Okay, so that's that's that can be found. So that that for the for the audience, yeah, that we'll, can be found we'll drop at. It uh, actually, I'm gonna drop it in right now. Burningglassinstitute.org. Well, so yeah. if you go there, it's actually <laughs> it's a form. I mean, it's a, it's free. There's yeah. no form, right. so you could just go. But what that report. Again, my analysis on that report was the promise of skills-based hiring versus the reality of skills-based hiring. Right. So here we're going to do this. We're going to drop the degrees. We're going to go for skills. We're going to a lot of energy, a lot of positive mm-hmm. energy around that. But the reality of that in this report is they're not they're not really at that place where they're doing that. No, they're they're not doing it. But what I found interesting here was that. Non-degree holders, and this is right. this is why this is real. This is actually really important, I think, as as we as we move forward. Non-degree holders see about a twenty-five percent percent increase in salary by taking on a job that once required a degree that oh, no longer requires a degree. Well, However, cool. non-degrees employees are, and so here, so here, here's the other thing that they're also more 10% more likely to stay with the company for at least 24 months. That's loyalty. Over, yeah. Oh, because of that increase, right? There's, they're building that loyalty. That's a 20% increase in retention. Hmm. That is not hard to calculate back into the benefits right. of the company. That's right. Now you're dealing with cost of, of hiring, training, the opportunity cost of that person being gone. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Everything, to me. everything. Right. That's a massive let's, increase. Let's go on to the next thing. 
so that I ran across this on uh, Gallup, and uh, and so this is just kind of really interesting. It's exploring kind of Americans' satisfaction in their personal lives against satisfaction with America. <laughs> so okay. really interesting, and they broke it down by uh, political party affiliation. And so one of the stats that just <laughs> one of the stats that rang out to me: Republicans are mostly satisfied personally, dissatisfied nationally. Seventy-five <laughs> percent. Oh. So, like, like this is. I mean, first of all, just go to Gallup.com, type in employees mm -hmm. exploring their satisfaction. I like poll and research like this, and I like. You're looking at satisfaction as your personal satisfaction and your national satisfaction, and you're doing down the party line. And again, we're in an election year, so it's really interesting to see people's the optics around how they view and how they view their, their own satisfaction. So, uh, I thought I thought it was cool. All right, let's see here. I got one more I want to pick out for you. I got this, yeah, I got one too. Go ahead. You go. Okay. So you you'll know more about this than than me. Um but I wanted to bring it up. So ADP um recently did their uh went I guess took their incubator and went yep. public, right? With it. It's a lab. Um yeah. lab, right, right. Um curious to get your thoughts on that. And so we see a lot of companies that do this, they have an investment arm, et cetera, et cetera. Right. What do you some of the some of the companies that we've worked with over the years are part of this, right? And I'm curious to get your thoughts on on what this means as they are now looking to invest more in the space here. Well, I, I think it's well genius. Uh ADP's uh largest payroll company in the world. Yeah. And so they need to need to innovate. Right to stay relevant in all the things that they do because they're not just one thing. They have all kinds of products right. all across the strata. So they've got to innovate. They can't innovate themselves all the time. So they've got to outsource innovation to startups. Right. And that's not a that's not a hickey on them. Every mm. company does. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about Workday that's, and Deal acquiring. Yeah. That. That's what they're doing. That's why they do so it. I, I love. I love. First of all, I I love the labs. I love the idea of a large company putting funding together, putting an accelerator incubator together, and putting things together to basically say, you know, here's two gals that want to solve this problem, and we're not going to do it. Right. And they're going to go do it. Let them go do it, get some traction, and let's turn them on to our clients. I love it. Yeah. 100%. All right. So ran across this, the 24. The ult ultimate guide to applicant screening plus screening question and example. Anytime the, you say ultimate guide. I know, I know, I know. The, uh, this is brought to us by the Academy to Innovate HR. AI, AR, uh, AIHR.com. So it's a pretty good domain, quite frankly. But it's a, it's a training company. Mm -hmm. So it's not, not, not as much about like pure research. But their content, what I like about their they great content. It's free. So right. you can go and get their content. Like that that, that that article, the ultimate guide bill, it gives it gives tricks and hints and, and things for candidates, for hiring managers, for recruiters. It just walks people all the way through. Here's how you should screen. And for people that struggle both in HR and in recruiting, they struggle to like think about how to how should we be screening. 
again, it's I don't I don't know if I'd use the ultimate guide, but it's good content that kind of gives you a start a starting place right. for what you should or what you can do. So anyhow, take a look at it and take Check a look at their especially their blog. But if you like courses, they also have because it's a training company. Yeah, they also have courses. So yeah. if you're looking for that, you got that too. And their site, not that it matters, but their site is very easy to navigate. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Good domain. Yeah. You got. All what right, do you, what you, you got? You're, are you into funding now? I'm. I'm. I'm good. I. I you got. I know you got more. I got. I just two. You had the uh, the Glean thing. Oh, Glean. Yeah, we could talk about Glean. So. So Glean, um, they picked up two hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot two, of money. Another two point two billion dollar valuation, right? Um, so, yeah. so tell me, what, what do you what do you think about this one? So I think it's just to file this into folder of, of uh, enterprise workplace AI copilots. Yeah, and 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 just think of this. There's going to be we're going to see a flood of these things in learning. And everywhere in the employee experience where there's something that helps managers, that helps leaders, board members, candidates, right? everybody, they're going to have something that's along with them, a Siri or Alexa or whatever you yeah. want a bit, that helps them along the way. So I, yeah. I like it. I, 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 don't, I, I just see this category just... I mean, it's it's a volcano. It's going to explode. I mean, it oh, has exploded. It's yeah. going to continue. $200 and, million. Dollars. Yeah, and it's probably one of the not just in work, just in life. Like, yeah, agreed. I I want more of it. Like, I love all of this stuff. Like, I I want more of it in my life. I want to be watched. I want. You just want to get a bit, get more at you. Yeah, well, you want to get more out of I life. I not say it that way. I like to be watched. Man, I, I don't mind Big Brother listening in, right? Like, I want mark, my life mark, personalized. Mark that. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want Big Brother to watch. I like my life personalized, and so just as yeah. I didn't mind, or just as I used to, I still do. You know, you search some stuff on online just to get the ads, right? Yeah. I sign up for stuff and put stuff in my cart purposely just so I get deals, right? There's a lot of this out there today that can be obviously in work, but just in life, like just everything. I want it personalized. Yeah, I think for the audience, as you think of this stuff, uh, think of it as the employee experience EX meets productivity. Right. So, and that's for everybody. So this isn't just focused on employees or just not focused on, it's literally where it's proliferate all facets of the organization. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think it's a good, I, obviously, I think it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, last, uh, last thing I got. <laughs> It's not necessarily work related, but yeah. but definitely uh, kind of threw me off. It did throw you off. Is Israeli defense defense force alums ex Digo, that's E X O D I G O, closes a hundred five million to generate three D underground maps using AI. So you kind of you can kind of pick apart the the obvious part of this, right? Like the they're 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 in a war and a lot of the the war is being fought underground okay yeah. so like like this tracks pretty simply but you know if you think about it like like what's the use outside of the obvious it's it's you know like think of the southern border for the united states there's a, there's tons of tunnels that do drug and sex trafficking 
and like this tech could be used elsewhere for good for a lot of good and so you know you look if you want to make it a work thing somebody had to work and build those tunnels <laughs> so if you want now to make it work tied it all in for us um, if you want to make it work related great i can make it work related however i just think it's it's <laughs> i think it's fascinating that the application can be used for so much more like think about like new york city manhattan it's been built on top of each on on top of each yeah. uh, for 200 years mm -hmm. so now think of what it can do and go back and like how it can help archaeology find things of the past subways that were built 150 years ago or whatever the bit is yeah. find grave sites like think of like what it can do not just in the obvious yeah. got it they're going to try and find where you know hamas is built an underground network of what if whatever i see got how it. you're connecting this now but dude it can be it used puts, everywhere it puts people to work it puts people to work. It, 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 now, the tunnel builders, okay, maybe not so much. However, it, this can actually have a really large impact on the other aspects of life, like history yeah. and archaeology. All right. So the term – oh, go ahead. Finish well, it. For, for those that don't know, this is what you think about 23 hours of every day. Oh, 100%. So this 100%. is – we have to give you at least one of these at, uh, every, every Oh, yeah. Week. Yeah, yeah. The last time we talked about the wearable technology that uh, helps women with PMS. Yes. Yes. Dude, we yeah. got to give you one of but these. But that could be actually tied to work as a benefit given, and uh, there's a whole 100%. bunch there. So wait a minute. On, that was found at techfundingnews.com. Take a look at that. That's super, super easy to find. But I wanted to throw out a term that I saw in three different articles. <laughs> three different articles this week had FOBO. FOBO. Fobo, I, and I'm not a I'm I'm not really into the Fobo. I think I'm gonna just get a I'm gonna iron that on that is beautiful Fobo. sweatshirt here. Fobo, What's up, Fobo, like Fubu, like I get, but Fobo don't really understand. It's fear of being obsolete, and and it's real. I mean, and, and, absolutely and so real. Just yeah. a, in one week to run across it three different times in three different outlets, uh, so it's it's a thing, and I think people really feel that way, and can feel that way when we're talking more about robots and AI and things like that. So I don't want anyone to fear being obsolete. I think it just changes the, the way that you look at technology and the way you interact with it, and maybe yeah. your skills and and uh, things like that. But but again, seeing it in three different articles in three different places made me think, okay. One time it's a it's a bit no one cares. Two times, okay, that's not really that big a deal. Three times, nope, that's legit. That's I'm pretty a thing. sure there's a shirt out there. There's somewhere. If not, I'm gonna make one because I kind of want it. So, all right, that's the barf for the week. Subscribe, love us everywhere. Connect with us if you see us at events. Say hello. Stop by if we're podcasting somewhere, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye.